Sky Caramba, January 29th to February 4th, 2023. By now, you've undoubtedly noticed that the nights are longer or shorter than they were about a month ago. In the Northern Hemisphere, the sun is setting later and rising earlier, and just the opposite is happening in the Southern Hemisphere. As the big circle of sunlight that shines on the daytime side of our planet shifts northward, southern latitudes go through a smaller chord of that circle, and northern latitudes go through a bigger one. Saturn is the lowest of the naked-eye planets in the evening sky this week. Night to night, it sinks below Venus in Aquarius. Venus is climbing the sky and crossing the constellation. It's about 91% illuminated, or mostly full, in a telescope view. The stars of Aquarius are dim, but some have names. Venus is close to one named Hydor late in the week. Hydor is Greek for water, which makes sense, because Aquarius is the constellation named for the water carrier. Hydor is about 310 light-years away and is 44 times as big as the Sun. Jupiter is higher still, setting earlier each evening with Pisces and Cetus, the constellations it's between. At the start of the week, you'll see the Moon, just past first quarter, close to the Pleiades. They're high in the east at sunset. The Moon passes Mars on Monday evening to Tuesday morning. For observers in the southern U.S., Central America, and Northwest South America, the moon passes in front of Mars. If you're close to the visibility zone, the close call may be exciting, so go look. The moon moves by the star Elnath on Tuesday night. Then it passes through Gemini, closest to Pollux, on Friday night. The moon's at Apogee on Saturday, 406,500 kilometers from Earth, and it's full on Sunday next week. Gemini and Orion are already up in the east at sunset. The viewing's good all night. Get your binoculars and look to the constellation Cancer for a view of M44, also known as the Beehive Cluster. Leo rises mid-evening, Virgo around midnight, and Aquila close to dawn. Mercury's a morning object in Sagittarius. It's at greatest elongation on Monday. The Archer stars will be easier to see by the end of the week, but Mercury is sinking sunward already. In a telescope, the planet looks slightly gibbous and gets smaller as it orbits farther away from us. On Monday morning, the messenger planet will be just 0.1 degree from the star Omicron Sagittarii. The star is 142 light-years away. Mercury's light-time distance is 8 minutes 21 seconds. For comet watchers, the most exciting thing lately is C-2022-E3 ZTF. It will be closest to Earth on Wednesday the 1st at approximately 12 hours UT, about 42.5 million kilometers away. That's 26.4 million miles, or 0.284 astronomical units. Comet brightness is notoriously hard to predict. It's expected to be visible to the naked eye in dark enough skies. On the 1st, ZTF will be about 71 degrees north declination. So from 71 degrees north latitude, it will pass directly overhead. That also means the comet so far north, it's mainly a northern hemisphere object. On the 1st, it will touch the horizon from 19 degrees south and stay below it from everywhere south of that latitude. From 19 degrees north latitude and farther north, ZTF is circumpolar. In other words, it never sets. So, if you're farther north of that parallel, it'll be in your sky all day and all night on the 1st. Of course, it needs to be dark for you to see it, but the farther north you go, the more darkness you'll have to look for it. 
after its pass near the North Celestial Pole this week, the comet will become more southerly. Whether it's a naked eye object when it makes it to a particular southern view isn't predictable. But take your chances, go out with a pair of binoculars. The comet is near the Big Dipper on the 1st, and it's going to move fast. It'll be near the bright star Capella in Auriga on the 5th. The next night, it'll be near the star Saclatini. On the 8th, it'll be near Hasala. Then it passes out of Auriga and Mars on the 10th and 11th. Even if it's a binocular object by then, it's going to be a good few weeks for comet watching. ZTF will be close to Aldebaran in the Hyades V on the 14th. As it continues crossing the sky, it will look like Orion is reaching out to the comet with his shield around the 21st. And for the rest of February, ZTF's movement appears to be much slower. It seems to be on level with Orion's waistline near the bottom of his shield on the 28th. The comet is expected to be much dimmer by that date. The comet's long name tells you what kind of object it is, when it was discovered, and by whom. The letter C means it's not expected to return, although some sources of astronomical news say it has an orbital period of 50,000 years. 2022 is the year of discovery, E3 means it was the third comet discovered during the first half of March that year. And ZTF stands for Zwicky Transient Facility, a Caltech observatory the discoverers used. Look for the visibility guides from Sky Caramba on Facebook and Twitter for help finding this comet. Sky Caramba. <laughs>